0: This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. Well, we're going to start a new series. It's going to be a small series. It's really, it flows from the, the series we just did, Overcoming Temptation. Because we need to see the other side of grace. We talk about grace so much Wanted to make sure that you knew it was empowerment, ability to overcome any obstacle or any sin or temptation. And we looked at some things pertaining to that. But this, I want to talk about the greatest power that you have your greatest power. And what I believe your greatest power is the power to choose. Now, when we look at this, it really puts responsibility back on us. And when I look at the Word and I spend time with God, I realize that we underestimate our part in this thing. He's done it all. Our responsibility is to respond to Him in this Word. That's called faith, our response to Him. So I want to just open it up some and get you the thinking about choices that you've made, maybe others have made. And I believe it will clarify some things because many times I'll I'll talk to someone and I'll realize that God's just waiting on a decision. Not just a, a decision, a haphazard decision, but a quality, committed decision. Because when you make that kind of decision, God is able to bring His grace. When you humble yourself and submit your opinion, your ways to His way, your thoughts, your ideas, whatever it is, to him that's being humble and says that he resists the proud, but he gives what? Grace to the humble. So we want his thoughts, we want his values, we want what he says about things to be a part of our lives. But he gave us the power to choose. And I want to look at Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Familiar verse to us. It says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Choose life. He said, choose life. This is God speaking. How many recognize there are blessings in the earth and there's curses in the earth? That there's life and death. But God says, choose life. In case we don't know what to choose, He told us what to choose. (laughs) Choose life. Choose the blessing. But this tells me that we have some responsibility in this. That we have to choose. We have to make a decision and choose what God says. No matter how we feel or what the world is saying or what our favorite song is singing to us, whatever, we've got to take what God says as the truth. And that has to be the part of our lives that we can't do without that has to be a priority in our life, that we choose life. In the Living Bible, it says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you, that today I have set before you life or death, blessing or curse. Oh, that you would choose life, that you and your children might live. It's almost like an oath. I mean, he's saying, choose life, that this is set in earth, but oh, that you would choose life. Just like a a good father, he wants us to choose life. He wants us to be blessed. But he's given us the power to choose. God has chosen not to choose for you. Oh, God, I I give you my life. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I surrender everything to you. Just take over. Here's the deal. He's still not going to make choices for you. And you have to know this. As I hear people praying, God do this, God do this, and He's waiting on you to make a decision, to make a choice, to take some action, to take a step. God will not take over your choices. Well, I thought God's almighty. He is. He's all-powerful. He's almighty. He's the... Um, He's the one with all authority. But he will not use his authority in the earth unless you choose it. He will not be able to release blessing to you unless you choose it. Say, I choose life. Because I want life. And that's what God wants for us. So he's delegated to us the power to choose. Or he's empowered people or humanity to choose. So number one in your notes, the power to choose is the ultimate delegation of power that God has given to man. And when you look at this, you find all through scriptures, we find it in the Garden of Eden, there was a choice for Adam and Eve. They could obey or disobey. There was a choice that was set before them. One choice was life, the other was death. One was blessing and one was curses. And we know the decision that they made. We have a a choice to make. We choose. There's a song that Carrie Underwood sings, Jesus Take the Wheel. Anybody know the song? Okay. Anybody sing it? No forget. It. And I'm not going to sing it for you I'm I choose not to sing that song for the benefit of your ears. For the benefit of your listening displeasure. I choose not to sing that. <laughs> but you know, I know the heart of the song and I enjoy the song. I know the heart, you know, turn over to God, but don't try that. Don't be driving and texting and say, Oh, Jesus, take the wheel. i got to do some texting here. <laughs> He's not taking the wheel. Or you ladies, putting on makeup while you're driving. Don't do that. Don't. Jesus, take the wheel. You'll wind up in a mess. Uh, and I really, until I worked downtown, I didn't, does that kind of stuff happen? Yes, yeah, I saw it many times. Ladies putting on makeup, driving on the expressway to work. But I tell you one that topped it all. We're going in our carpool, and one of the guys said, look over here. And I look, and there's a man, has the newspaper open, and his electric razor shaving, driving down the expressway. I speeded up, got past him. <laughs> I said, thank you, Jesus. We're past him. Okay. So we have some responsibility. I just got to thinking about some choices we make every day. You make a choice when to sleep, when to go to bed. I made a choice last night. It was much earlier than I went to bed because of the Memphis Grizzlies. Another overtime game. And we had the game. I was all ready to go to bed. We choose when we'll get up. We set the alarm. How many set the alarm this morning? How many have an inward alarm? Any of those here? Wow. Bless people. I have to have an alarm. We make a choice what we will wear or not wear. We make a choice what we'll eat not eat, or how much we will eat. You know, no one forces you to get that second and third helping. We make a choice. Say choices. Choices. We make a choice who we'll hang out with. You know the saying, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You choose who you hang out with. You choose what you'll read or not read. You choose what you'll listen to or not listen to. And all these are life or death choices. You choose what you'll watch or not watch. You choose who you will date. You choose who you'll marry. So next time you're looking at your hubby and going, I wonder where he came from. You chose him. You chose that man. <laughs> That's where he came from. <laughs> I had a dream. And I was taking this, this test. And I knew I had to pass this test. And I was sweating and it was, it was just difficult. I knew none of the answers. And during the test, I prayed. And the Lord said, turn the page over. And there was all the answers. God gives us the answers. It's in His book. The Bible. He gives us the answers to life. If you want life, if you want to make life choices, He tells us what those choices are, that you can be blessed. That you can live in the blessing. But you know what? When I was they taking that test. And I saw the answers. I still had to choose. I still had to choose the right answers. I still had responsibility. Even though he had given me the answer. I had to put it. Into motion. And that's what we have to do in our lives. Let me say this. You made a great choice this morning. Even with. Tornado warnings and all the rain they're saying for the next two or three days. You made an outstanding choice to be at church today. Give yourself a hand. Outstanding choice. But you know, there's choices, even when you get to church, that you make that will enhance the experience or not. You chose where you sit. I'm going to sit over here today. You made that choice. You choose whether you will sing or not. You choose whether you'll worship. It's a a choice. You, You choose your level of participation. You choose to lean in and hear the Word from the inside and hear what God is speaking to you. Or maybe you're leaning out and you're thinking, what you have to do after church today. We make choices. You choose how much of God that you want in your life. There was those that even before you got here, our dream team, people that served God by serving you on Sunday, that came early to prepare, to greet you, to usher people working in our nursery and our, with our children areas. That prepared during the week and prayed and, and spent time before the Lord. Why to give to They chose to give to your children and bless them? Our worship team made a choice during the week they were praying and practicing. Why to give out? See we're influenced by choices. Good people making good. Choices to impact others. The dream team. You make choices after church. Are you going to run for your car and get out here? Are you going to talk and greet some people? Are you going to make a beeline? Gone. I'm gone. Or y'all hang around and talk to some people. We make choices all the time. Someone say, My greatest power is my power to choose. And you just chose whether to say that or not. Life is full of choices. Number two. Wherever you are in life today, you're there by choice, not by chance. You're there by choice, not by chance. Now, people, we're affected by the choices of other people. You know, our our parents, family, maybe a coach, teacher, um, boss at work. Uh, We're affected by neighbors, those that are around us. We're affected by those people. They make choices. And it it does affect us. But how many know we can get beyond their effectiveness by making good choices? So, well, Pastor, you just don't know. I have no choice. I was, my parents told me I was coming. Well, you got some awesome parents. That's what good parents do. They say you're going, whether you feel like it or not. They're taking their responsibility. They made an awesome choice in your behalf. You just don't know it yet. You're still a little, your brain's trying to catch up. Or maybe somebody invited you to church. Or maybe they dragged you to church. Or maybe they actually drugged you. I don't know. (laughs) But, but you're here. It's good people. that invited you. They were making the choice to step out. Invite you to come. There's people that choose to be givers. To make the house strong and blessed. Choosing to be an influence. Choices to impact others. But I got to thinking... There is an effect, a positive effect that we've all been affected by if you're here. Someone had a positive effect on you by praying or inviting you to church or modeling Jesus. Somebody had an influence on you or you wouldn't be here. Because God works through people, the enemy works through people, someone had an influence on you to get you here. You want to thank God for those that had a positive I just give God thanks for a moment. Thank you Lord for those that have had a positive impact on our lives for Christ. They're a blessing. You know, when I think about choices, I think about those that maybe didn't have the best a home life. Maybe they were abused. Maybe they were misused. Maybe there's no parents around. And yet, despite that, you made choices. Even when it was hard, you made choices that you were going to Get an education. Go to college. You were going to work hard. You were going to do right things. And it served you. It's, it's blessed you. There's some of you that have made choices to leave the old life. To leave the old friends. The old influences. And it's not easy. It takes courage. But you've done it. Some of you have experienced disappointments and Hurts. you think, I just can't make it. But you know what? You put one foot in front of the other. And you chose. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep going. And there was God. Don't quit. It's a word for somebody. Don't quit. Keep going. Keep going. God's got you. He loves you. He made a choice to forgive. He made a choice to respect and honor other people. He made a choice to be positive and look at the good. He made choices. What about bad choices? So, Pastor, you're talking about good choices. What about bad choices? We've all made some bad choices. We've all been affected by our bad choices, the bad choices of other people. But I have good news for you. Number three, in your notes, you can make some good choices about your bad choices and turn them into something positive in your life. That's God's grace working in your life. When you make bad choices... And you turn around and make good choices. And God turns around your life. How many have ever been blessed by someone who is going through maybe something you're going through and they shared their testimony about the goodness of God and how God came through for them? That's how a bad choice can get turned into a good choice. It can become your testimony about the goodness of God. There's something about God. He's so powerful. He's able to take those bad choices and turn them around for good and cause you to be blessed and cause you to move forward. It's called the grace of God. Say grace. There's some mercy in there. Good choices today can trump bad choices of yesterday. Romans 8.28 We know that all things work together for good to those who love God. To those who are called according to His purpose. When you make life choices, God will take those death choices and turn them around and put resurrection power to them and turn it around for your good. Turn it around for His glory and His honor and His praise. Number four, we have power through our choices to change the current circumstances of our life. We have power through those current, through our choices to change those current circumstances of our life. Now let me say one thing, and this will help you. In Deuteronomy chapter 29, it says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. There's some secret things that belong to God. Have you ever been disappointed? Have you ever not seen things turn out the way you thought they should? Have you ever... Prayed for somebody and they died. I have. Have you ever been besieged by like a confusion tries to overtake you because you're not seeing the Word, you're not seeing what you're believing for? Let me tell you, give God those things. Trust Him. Trust Him. Those secret things. There are some things we don't understand. But you know what? It shouldn't stop you It shouldn't hinder you because your trust is in the Lord. And He is faithful and His Word is still true. Whether we see it or not, it is the truth and we should stand on it. So those things, when a lightning bolt comes, you go, why did that happen? And God didn't show you something. You say, God, I give it to you. You sit down at the table of God and you push it over to Him and you let it go, and you trust Him with it. Trust Him. See, God is trusting you with those revealed things. He's trusting you. See, I really think there's a lot more revealed things. We underestimate the power of choice. We underestimate the power that's been delegated to us to choose. Because when you choose you can get hold of God's ability, His grace, to empower you to carry through with what you chose to do. It's not in your own strength. Before you got saved, you couldn't do it, and you can't do it after you get saved. We need Him. We need His ability. But you have to choose. God wants us to trust Him in the things you don't understand. Trust Him in the secret things. He trusts us in the revealed things to make life choices. He trusted 12 disciples to make life choices when He left. Everything hinged on it. He trusts us to make decisions. Moses was tending the flock. God comes... And he says, I want you to set my people free. I mean, know that Moses immediately jumped on his horse, his donkey, and said, let's go, God? No. Everybody say, no. Moses underestimated the, the power. If he would just choose to do what God said, he underestimated what could be accomplished. And he goes through, it, it upset God. I mean, he's going, I can't do this. And he goes to reason after reason after reason. I can't do it. And God is just, I, I, I like the, the story about the uh, construction worker. Every day he'd have a, a tuna fish sandwich for lunch. And he would complain about it every day. He said, oh, no, another tuna fish sandwich. I hate these things. I can't stand them. Another tuna fish sandwich. He'd do it every day. And so the guys, they got, you know, tired of it, and they finally said, why don't you tell your wife you'd like something different for lunch? He goes, my wife? I make my own lunch. (laughs) I think we've all been there. The thing that we created, we complain about. <laughs> Say, ouch, or "On oh, me, or hallelujah. <laughs> now here's, here's Moses. Wow, I just don't know if I can do this. But number five, when we make the choice and stay committed to it, God will work on our behalf. God will work on our behalf. God was calling Moses and Moses to change some circumstances. And how many know it was in Moses' heart? He wanted to see his people set free. He wanted to see the change. He was praying. He desired it. He was hoping it would happen. But how many know praying for something, hoping for something, wanting something is not choosing something. You've got to choose it and say yes to God and take a step. I I think sometimes God is just, will you get the party started, Moses? Will you just do something and I'll take over? (laughs) But Moses is just complaining, complaining. He finally, it's kind of like Nike, you know, just do it. God had that first. Just do it. Just do it. But you know what? God told Moses, if you'll do it, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. And if He's with you, all things are possible. But you have to make a choice, you have to make a decision, you have to say yes believe God's saying, take some steps and I'll be with you. Take a step. Together we will change circumstances. Psalms 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. There was a man, his name is Nick Relinda. I have a little video I want you to take a look at. He's the one that crossed the Grand Canyon. Take a look at this. Whoo, that's a view there, buddy. Are way worse than I expected. Talk all you want. That's why the world is watching. Until you get here. Praise you, Jesus. You're doing good. Looks spectacular. Thank you, Jesus. You take your time, man. I am. Oh my God. Oh my God. How many uh, saw this or or remember it? Uh, Well, he comes from a family that they do this for for years from the 1920s. And uh, his uh, grandfather, actually, in in 1978, was on the high wire and fell and died. And Nick, uh, he went to Bible college. He thought he was called to be a minister. And the Lord spoke to him and said... I want you to carry on the ministry ministry of the family and give me honor in it, and I'll be glorified. Now, can you imagine going to your, your professor? Uh, the Lord's told me to go walk across high wires. And I have a dream to cross the Grand Canyon on a high wire. Um, Son, have you prayed about this? Uh, I, I think there needs to be a time, a, a, a season, a long season of prayer and fasting. We need counseling for you. What kind of medication are you? on? <laughs> Can you imagine? And his his great grandfather—that's who it was—that had fallen and, and died, but he knew it was the Lord. So, in 2011, he went back and where's great-grandfather had fallen, he he successfully completed that. And then in 2012, he crossed Niagara Falls. Man saw that. Now, he did Niagara Falls with a harness. And then he wanted to do the Grand Canyon, and he had no harness, no no net, (laughs) nothing, 1,500 feet up. and he's praying. They game miked mic'd up, and he's praying the whole time. Uh, I've watched the whole thing. I mean, he's praying. A couple times, he crouches down because the wind gets so strong, and he rebukes the wind. Wind go in Jesus' name, <laughs> and he gets up, and he, and he crosses, and, you know, somebody asked him how it was. He said, well, it was, uh, it was stressful, but he said, I, I pray, you know, when I'm stressed, and I'm thinking, yeah, I do too. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) he, interesting, I, I, I saw an interview with him, and he said, I don't believe it's God that actually keeps me up there and holds me up. What he ministered to me was he gave me a unique gift, talent, and I had to step out and practice and develop my gift And then when I walk on the high wire, he'd be with me. He'd be with me. That broadcast was seen all over the world. I didn't realize how how big it was. It was huge. And they got to hear prayer. And I, I watched some newscasts where they were going, that guy has faith. Must be something, uh, this God, you know, they were just, it got them to thinking about what he had done and about his prayers. But see, sometimes we as Christians, I think, we want Jesus to walk the wire force, to walk our path force. But he wants us, even though it may seem like a risk, even though it might not seem comfortable. Even though in the middle of this step, there might be some winds that blow. If you'll stay committed to your choice, He'll be with you and He will work for you. And there's God's grace. See, I believe we need to rise up and take responsibility for what He's given us. He's revealed a lot to us. We need to choose we need to choose life. We need to choose Him. Not pleading with God to do something. But to ch- make a decision where He can walk with us. we got to choose to walk by faith and not by sight. What about fear when it comes? You recommit. You you stand strong and say, no, I have chosen Jesus. I'm standing on this first. And you refuse to be moved and you stand. You recommit to the choice that you made. In John 10.10 10 it says, the thief comes in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you might have and enjoy life. And have an abundance to the full till it overflows. I put down a couple of things here. Life choice. Choose to trust God's Word as the final authority in your life. A lot of people, even 87% of the churches in America say the Bible is outdated. Choose to believe it as final authority. Another life choice, choose to renew your mind. Where you can cause your heart to be established You can establish a belief system that's based on God's Word. It's based on truth. You have to unplug some from this world and plug into God if you want to walk by faith and you want to make life choices. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank You for Your Word today. I thank you that your word is life and spirit. It's alive. And I thank you, Lord, that it accomplishes what was sent forth to do. And I thank you, Lord, that you've empowered us to make decisions. And we choose life decisions. We choose to choose those things that produce life. If today you've never accepted Jesus Christ... Is your Lord and Savior. This is a life choice that goes beyond this life and goes into eternity. This is the greatest choice that you will ever come in face to face contact with. It's a choice whether to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, to commit your life to Him, surrender to Him, make Him the boss of your life. It's your choice. He'll not force you. He'll not make you. It's your choice. But He's saying, choose life. Choose Jesus this morning. Maybe you made this choice before, but you know, you're not connected with God. You're not where you're supposed to be. And you realize that this morning, and you want to get back right in the fellowship of him you can get in on this prayer too no one looking around I'm not going to ask you to come down at the end of service we have prayer partners you can come please come then and receive prayer but for right now I want you to lift your hand that you we're gonna pray let's see that yes you Lord any others say that's me that's me thank you Lord let's pray together say dear God I thank you for Jesus Christ. He made a choice to come and die for me where I could have life. I choose Him. I choose Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I surrender to You, Lord. You have control of my life. I will make choices. Life choices from Your book, The Bible. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give God thanks. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277.